Hello, everybody, and welcome to this very first episode of the Mental Health Podcast. And we're going to kick off this wonderful podcast with a very, very important episode and lesson at the same time, which is how to take control of your mental health. And first, I want to give you an idea of the things that we will be talking about in this podcast. This podcast, the Mental Health Podcast, is your resource for tactics, techniques, and methods to increase your mental health. And I know you're not very used to, to hearing the term increasing mental health or uh, the negative, which is decreasing mental illness. But this place, this podcast, is your home for unconventional approaches when it comes to mental health. And with unconventional, I don't mean anything weird or strange or, or whatever. I mean things that you don't usually hear anywhere else. And the very reason why I created this podcast is because, just like you, I have suffered uh, mental illness, specifically depression and anxiety. But the thing is that when I suffered them, on the internet was not even a thing. And I was such an introvert that I didn't even know they were mental illnesses. For me, it was just extreme sadness and an inability to go out and socialize and do anything. And for anxiety, it was just like extreme fear that would paralyze me and a myriad of unpleasant emotions that would just not allow me to function. So years passed and I gave a name to both of them. But that was actually after I had done a lot of effort to get them both under control. And then I came to realize with the advent of the internet that there is actually a lot of people who are dealing with this on their everyday life. And today it has become sort of like a pandemic. A lot of people are suffering mental illness. A lot of people face anxiety and depression and they just have no idea of how to get them under control. So... Just like many of you who are listening to this podcast, I went uh, into the internet, I looked up my symptoms, and boom, it was just so disheartening and so sad and so complicated. It was like, it's not just anxiety and depression by themselves. You also have to face a very dark reality because just like you most likely I went and uh, just as I was saying I I looked up my symptoms and I was looking for a solution obviously I thought like okay I've got this anxiety and this depression under control but there must be something else right uh, some time ago I didn't even know they were a thing And so I am sure that somebody must have 
put out a solution out there, right? I don't know. Science. I don't know. Uh, pills. There must be something. Oh, I'm so sure that there must be something that can be done about this. But sadly, no. That is the very reason why I'm creating this podcast. So that you can take control of your mental health. Now, I was saying that you're going to hear unconventional approaches here. Just like that. Here is a place where you will learn how to increase your levels of mental health and at the same time decrease your levels of mental illness because it is a continuum and you can have varying degrees of mental health. Now, I want to tell you something. Although it is a continuum, you can learn to be all the way into mental health and to be far, far, far away from mental illness. So how exactly are we going to achieve that? Well, it's simpler than you think, but it all starts with this. In fact, this is a lesson in itself. You need to start thinking in unconventional terms. So I was telling you about the times when I looked up my symptoms and it was very disheartening because the only thing I could find out was that nobody is sure about what causes this and therefore nobody is sure about how to cure them. How sad is that? I mean, for me, it was almost heartbreaking. By the time I had to look up my symptoms in the internet, I was already a lot into the uh, uh, mental health Uh, part of the continuum and very far away from mental illness and I didn't allow that to get to me but if I had seen that before that would have destroyed me because how can it be that we can fix so many things in life we can put people on the moon and we can Uh, communicate so fast and technology is evolving so fast and science is evolving so fast but when it comes to mental health it's just a huge question mark how can that be and i know that you may be thinking wait oh, wait wait a minute there is therapy and there are uh, medications yeah but you know what i tried therapy for some time And just like many, many who are listening, it just didn't do the trick. In fact, that's one of the most common reasons why my clients enroll into my one-on-one -on -one mindfulness program to defeat mental illness. Because they want to see their anxiety and depression gone in weeks, not years. And that is exactly what we accomplish in my one-on-one -on -one program. And they have been through years of therapy and even medication to no avail, simply to see no progress. And they just don't see their anxiety and depression going away. And they're tired of wasting their time and money in a solution that is simply not real. Therapy would mean weeks and weeks and literally years on end of going to a place to sit there and just talk 
and see what comes out. And that doesn't necessarily have an effect on our emotional and mental well-being. That doesn't necessarily have the desired effect of eliminating depression and anxiety. Now, I know you must be thinking that I just keep talking about depression and anxiety and this is the mental health podcast. Well, yes, but we also need to divide in order to conquer. We start with depression and anxiety because first, they are suffered by a lot of people nowadays. And secondly, if you take control of either depression or anxiety or both in your life, I guarantee you that you will have a very, very straight path towards recovery for when it comes to other mental illnesses. Besides, it cannot even hurt. What if you have um, PTSD and you deal with your depression? Well, it can only help. Remember, it's about the continuum. You have two kinds of what we understand to be mental illnesses. You take away one. Isn't that better than two? Besides, we will get into more advanced subjects as this podcast advances, but we will start with this, with anxiety and depression. Now, more on that unconventional approach. You're going to hear me talk about taking control of your mind and your emotions very, very often in this podcast. Because think about it. What if in those moments of intense anxiety or panic, what if in those moments of just crushing depression, you could have control of your mind over your ideas and what if you could have control over your emotions too wouldn't that be pushing you very much into the mental health part of the continuum well I think that's exactly what it is but we don't normally understand it like this because instead of thinking about mental illness as something that we can actually deconstruct and disassemble and take apart. I know they, those are all synonyms. But what if instead of thinking that it is this monster that we don't know how to attack, what if instead we just take them apart piece by piece? Once again, wouldn't that be pushing you all the way into the mental health part of the spectrum? Well, I think... That's exactly what it is. So now let's get into the juicy part of this podcast, which is this episode, which is how to take control of your mental health. We are very used to thinking that we are completely powerless when it comes to achieving mental health. All we are told to do is go to therapy and if necessary go to a psychiatrist and do whatever they say I am not saying there is anything wrong with that 
I am saying there is an awful lot more that you can do. Instead of just depending on somebody else to enable you, to give you the tools to fight mental illness, there's an awful lot more that you can do. And those are the things that you will learn here. So in order to take control of your mental health, first you have to know that it is possible. It's not something that only neuroscientists and uh, experimental therapies are capable of. No, no, no. In fact, you are the most capable person when it comes to mental illness and mental health. You are the only, and listen very well to this, you are the only person capable of eliminating, eradicating mental health from within you. It doesn't matter if you go to the most expensive therapist or if you take the uh, latest experimental therapy or if you take this or that pill or if you meet that guru or a saint or anything. Nothing matters if you don't make progress if you don't change the way you think, if you don't learn to process your emotions, you will never attain mental health. And that is all your responsibility. You need first someone who will teach you the right lessons so that you can defeat mental illness. And then you need to follow through. If you don't follow through, no one can do anything about you. So I am not saying this so that you feel disheartened and depressed. And it is in no way something that must make you feel bad. It's the other way around. Be happy. This is the place where you will learn those things. You are capable. You just need someone to guide you through this amazing process. And once again... That's exactly what we will do in this podcast. And after nearly 15 minutes or so of going around and explaining things that maybe you didn't think were necessary, let's cut to the chase. How can you actually take control of your mental health? Well, this very lesson is really absolutely one of the most valuable lessons you can learn so that you can take control of your mind and your emotions. Remember, taking control of your mind and your emotions means mental health. It equals mental health. This lesson is actually very simple and it allows you to understand what it is all about. Achieving mental health, complete and absolute mental health, is all about controlling your mental dialogue. But wait, aren't emotions so stubborn and they won't listen to reason? Well, yes, don't get confused by this. Although emotions are stubborn and they won't necessarily listen to reason, the way to change them, the way to change your emotions and your mind, is through the mind. There is no other way around it you take control by use of your intellect. And if you control 
your mental dialogue, you can control your emotions. Now let's go with my unconventional definition of what emotions are. Emotions are temporary mental states that, of course, can have a manifestation on the physical realm, even on a neurophysiological level. But in the end, emotions are temporary mental states. Once you understand that your emotions are created by your ideas, by your mind, you can approach the mental health part of the continuum. So how to actually do this? Well, realize that the things that are happening in your mind, the ideas that you hold, are actually creating your mental health or mental illness. And I know that this sounds weird for some or even impossible because you don't need to be thinking about anything to feel an emotion. Well, that is because the ideas that matter run in the subconscious mind. How do we change the subconscious? Through the conscious mind. Here we take the opposite approach of most therapies because we don't need to go to the origins of your mental illness. We don't need to know what caused your depression or anxiety on a personal level. We just need to work our way backwards. There is a certain and specific amount of conditions that created mental illness in you. Those conditions are part of our upbringing and are created by the world we live in, our conditioning, our education. And those helped create and shape the way you think and process your emotions today. This is something we will talk about in another episode, but keep this in mind. Because even though we may not necessarily be thinking about the things that make us sad or anxious, that doesn't mean they don't exist because they operate on a subconscious level, on old beliefs, on our understanding of the world and ourselves. So if you feel depressed and you see that everything in your life is like as it should be, that doesn't mean that it is completely true. It means that you must delve deeper to better understand what is going on. If you don't know exactly why you feel so anxious and why some moderate stimuli or even insignificant events can push you into anxiety or panic, that doesn't mean that there is no reason for it. That is another myth and common misconception we will tackle on future episodes but don't make the mistake of thinking that either anxiety or depression have no explanation or no cause but what about the uh, chemical imbalance in the brain 
or the hereditary factor? It doesn't genes play an important part in this? Well, I am going to give you very, very good news here. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if your genes contribute to anxiety, depression, and it doesn't matter if there is a chemical imbalance within you. Here, once again, we work our way backwards. It doesn't matter if the culprit is genes, brain, physiology, or a life event or trauma. It really doesn't matter. What matters is that you do something now. And that doesn't mean that your trauma won't be addressed. In fact, it will. It will be addressed. You will fix it. But we need to work our way backwards. It doesn't matter if your genes uh, predispose you to this or that. They won't predefine you. They won't predetermine your destiny. Remember, that is a very big difference. Preconditioning to predetermination. Let's break the shackles of the possibility of your mental illness being caused by genes or chemical imbalance. Because first of all, they are both just theories. They haven't been proven yet. If that was the case, it would be way simpler to deal with anxiety and depression. And that is actually something that is very frustrating for me because we tend to look for a solution where we shouldn't. It's not about genes. It's not about neurotransmitters. Really, really, absolutely, it is not about that. Those are a consequence. Those are manifestations of a deeper problem. And the problem is we don't know how to deal with fear and the things we don't want to happen. That is anxiety. Uh, and we also don't know how to deal with the dissatisfactions we have in life. That is the bottom line. And it is the inescapable truth. It doesn't really matter if we found out that genes play a part and that chemical imbalance played a part. Because as long as we don't learn to think properly, to handle our fears, to handle our dissatisfactions, we will always be prone and super prone to both depression and anxiety. Because even if the neurotransmitters were uh, balanced, even if genes were uh, completely okay and no trace of uh, anxiety and depression predisposition was present, we would still end up in the same place, in the same dead end. Why is this happening to me? Why won't my thoughts just stop? Why won't this fear go away? Why am I so preoccupied? Why am I worried 24-7, weeks on end? Why have I lost interest in life? Why is it that I don't feel the drive to go out? Why is it that I am not interested in seeing friends or making friends? That will happen as long as you don't learn how to properly 
manage your fears and your mind and your thoughts and your emotions. And that will still happen as long as you don't deal with the dissatisfactions you have in life, even the subconscious ones. Because once again, even if you think there is no explanation and that you are fully satisfied with life, it doesn't mean that's true. It means only that you need to delve deeper and maybe you don't know how to do that. That's what you will learn here. But all those misconceptions need to be cleared. And I really needed you to understand all of this because they are just the foundation to defeat mental illness. So to wrap it up, the foundations to defeat mental illness are first focusing on changing and controlling your mental dialogue. Both anxiety and depression have a cause, but it's not what you've been told. And it's not that they are causeless uh, illnesses and the fact that there are theories trying to explain them through the genetic uh, factor or through neurology and neurophysiology and neurotransmitters and the chemical imbalance doesn't mean that they are actually true because they are just theories that have not yet been proven. But this, these lessons that you will learn here in this podcast, they have been proven. I have taught these lessons to hundreds of clients who have successfully gotten over depression and anxiety. And I'm not talking about being prone to them forever and always in the possibility of going back, of recessing, of having a rebound effect and after some time of mental stability, just going back to the same depression and anxiety. No, I am talking about fully and completely eradicating anxiety and depression from your life. That has been done. I have accomplished that with hundreds of clients and this will be your reality if you learn the lessons and you follow through. If you really want to get rid of your anxiety and to completely eradicate it from you, be sure to check out my website. That's georgealonso.com. And you can take my one-on-one -on -one program in which you will learn how to be in complete control of your mind, of your fears and your body, and how to make your mind an ally instead of being an enemy when you are fighting anxiety. You can learn how to control that constant worry, how to get rid of those obsessive thoughts, those intrusive ideas. All kinds of anxiety are addressed in my one-on-one -on -one program. And it typically takes only weeks to be completely over anxiety. So it really is the fastest thing you can do. So if you want to take the fastest way out of anxiety to end anxiety, um, surely and definitely, just go to my website, www.georgealonso.com and check the one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching program options. Take your time to listen to this episode as many times as you need to understand it. And most importantly, please send me your questions. 
I want you to let me know uh, if you have any questions about this episode. What do you think about this podcast? Is there something that you would like me to clarify for you? Uh, maybe I was ambiguous in some certain concept. Well, you just let me know. If you want me to talk about a specific aspect of mental illness and mental health, let me know and I will be very happy to create an episode uh, to explain that or to address it in a future episode. Don't hesitate to let me know if you have any questions. I am very much looking forward to them. And before we go, I just want to leave you with an actionable step to apply this lesson. If the key is to control mental dialogue, how exactly can you do it? Well, it's very simple. You need to start observing your mental dialogue very carefully. What is going on? What ideas come? How do you normally, and this is extremely powerful, how exactly do you react to certain ideas? Which ideas are the ones that elicit the most emotional responses, the strongest responses in you? Do you like the things you think? Do you like the ideas that you contemplate in your mind? How do they come into your mind? Do they take a lot to go away? How exactly do you get rid of ideas that you don't like? What ideas do you have when you're feeling down, depressed, apathetic? What ideas do you have when you're very, very anxious? Be very inquisitive. Ask yourself, why is this happening? Why do I feel this? What thought brought this emotion? What thought is contributing to this emotion? What thoughts I have during anxiety and depression? In future episodes, I will teach you how exactly to handle your thoughts and your emotions and to have so much control over them that it's as easy as handling a book. You don't like it, you just shut it. You put it on the table. You don't ever see it again until you want to see it again. You put it away on a bookshelf if you don't want to see it. And you can throw it away. Also, if you never, ever, ever want to see that book, or in this case, idea, again, you can have this level of control, this precision with your ideas. But this is the beginning. Be very aware of the ideas that go through your mind and register, record, understand your emotional responses. Once you do this, you will understand how they work and how exactly your ideas create your emotions. And in a future episode, you will learn how to have control over your ideas and how to shape your emotions. That will be all for this episode. Thank you for listening. I am very, very happy because this is actually the very first episode, uh, the launch of this podcast. And I am really just doing this because I, I feel it as my responsibility to help everybody through mental illness. I don't think it's fair to face mental illness alone and I don't think it's fair 
to just have no resources for ourselves, to be so dependent on somebody else so that we can achieve mental health. That is not cool. I want you to learn to be strong and to be completely anxiety-proof and depression-proof. Please help me spread the message. Share this podcast. Share it with somebody who you think needs to take control of their mind, their emotions, and to achieve mental health. And also, be sure to check out my website. That is www.georgealonso.com. That is www.georgealonso.com. I repeat that G-E-O-R-G-E-A-L-O-N-S-O dot com. Thank you for listening and check out my website. Be sure to check out my courses because I actually have an introductory course on how to take control of your anxiety. And it's called Take 30% of Your Anxiety. Yeah, I know. That is weird. How can I take 30% off a mental condition? Well... Once again, unconventional approaches. Um, be sure to check out that course if you want to take control of your anxiety and if you want to know how to take control of your mind and your emotions. Be mentally stable and approach mental health. Once again, thank you for listening and I will see you in the next episode.